Hey everybody, Terrence Burner here with Invictus Real Estate Group. Thought I would just share a couple of items with you today. Um, for those of you that don't know, you're just tuning in. We own a income-ready uh, real estate company. Uh, so we buy the properties, renovate them, get them tenanted, get the cash, get them cash flowing. We own the um, we own the property management company that then services those properties in a way that's completely unique and different from a lot of people out there. I mean, I think I've run into one or two people that do something kind of similar. Other than that, we're really the only ones that take the approach that we do in our space. And and we're, we're designed and built for the working professional that doesn't have the time, energy, resources, commitment, doesn't want to spend the money to make the mistakes, but does want to own real estate without all those headaches. We basically bypass all of that. So you can go to IncomeWithInvictus.com, IncomeWithInvictus.com, and learn more about that. So today, I'm going to just spend just uh, three or four minutes here, maybe five minutes, talking about 1031 exchanges. And the reason for this is I was talking to a couple out of California. They own 40 or 50 rental properties or have over the years. And every time they've they've sold a property, they have just cashed it out, taken the tax hit, and then bought another property. So the problem is you own a rental property over 12 months. Um, you will then pay long-term capital to gain when you go to sell it. So what does that mean? You purchase a piece of property today for $100,000. That becomes, you'll hear these, these terms, uh, cost basis. Okay, that's just the value, or, or that's essentially the the purchase price uh, uh, initially of the real estate property. Okay, piece piece of property, and um, that hundred thousand dollar piece of real estate now is worth two hundred grand. You have that hundred thousand dollar ribbon there, that that hundred thousand dollar difference there that becomes a tax issue that you've got to now take care of in long term capital gains, which you know, 20%, you're basically going to give the IRS $20,000 for you taking all the risk, finding the property, making money, and then they come in and say, thanks, we loved partnering in on this deal. We own 20% of it the entire time. Thanks. Instead, what you can do is take that hundred grand, that, well, now that $200,000 in real estate and, and move that through an exchange at, uh, you know, either the same level of property or higher. What does that mean? You've got to go purchase a piece of real estate that's $200,000 and above now, or several properties. And we'll talk about what that is. So a couple of things. Before you sell a property, you have to identify it as an exchange. Okay. There's a company called First American Exchange. They're great to work with. We've done a lot of business with them. They're phenomenal. That's who I'd recommend. Again, I don't have a dog in that fight. We get no compensation <laughs> and for, uh, compensation from them for any referrals or anything. They're just great people, very high communication, which we love. Um, so you've got to identify an intermediary to be the exchange partner in this deal. And it can't just be anybody. Okay, it has to be a qualified intermediary. And what happens is, is when you sell the property, the proceeds then go over to the qualified intermediary and they execute on your behalf the purchase of the new property. So a couple of things that have to happen. One, you can't have sold the property and then try and go back and do an exchange. You have to identify it before you close and have the uh, all of the proceeds from title then sent over to the exchange, okay, the qualified intermediary. Uh, secondly, from the day that 
initial property sells, you have 45 days, okay, including weekends, it doesn't matter, holidays, it's 45 days, it's a hard deadline. You have 45 days to identify the, the new property, okay? From that point, from the day it closes, you have 180 days. So from the day the real estate transaction closes, you have 180 days to close on whatever properties you've identified. So it's not 180 plus 45, it's 180 altogether, which includes the 45 day uh, identification period, okay? Again, you don't get 46 days. They don't make any exceptions. You have 45 days to identify. There's a couple of things when you identify properties. Let me give you a scenario. A lot of people think, well, if I've got leverage on a property, so I've got debt on a property, right? Got carrying a mortgage. What if I own a piece of property that uh, is worth 200,000, but I have $100,000 in, you know, as a mortgage? Well, then a lot of people think that the mortgage note has to be identical in the new property as it was in the property you sold. And that's not true, actually. The IRS doesn't care about the mortgage. They don't get any tax revenue from the mortgage. They make their money on the equity. That's what they're watching and that's what they care about. So I'm going to honk here. I've got somebody not paying attention. Um, but they make their money there. So the new property doesn't matter how much leverage you use. It does matter that you use all of the exchange money. You can do a partial exchange. So if you wanted to keep $20,000 out, then you'd owe long-term capital gains on twenty grand, um, And you can move the rest into properties, whatever you want to do. Um, so they don't care about how much leverage you have in the property. Okay. There's just a couple of things. One, there's what's called the 200% rule, which says if I sell a piece of property for 200,000, the most I can buy, uh, generally using the 200% rule is a $400,000 property. Okay. It's what that states. Okay. Now the thing with that is you exchange to a $400,000 property you do the exchange all over again. Now the 200% rule says now you can buy an $800,000 property. Okay. So that's pretty cool. So 200% rule, which means you could buy three, four, five properties as long as the aggregate amount. So all of the amounts together are greater than or equal to $200,000, but it cannot be more than $400,000. Okay. So that makes sense. So again, you sell a piece of property for 200 grand. The most real estate you can purchase under the 200% rule is $400,000 worth of real estate, but it does not matter if it's three, four, five, ten 10 properties somehow, if you can do that. Okay. Uh, secondly, there's what's called the three property rule, which is another form you fill out, which says, Hey, I'm going to sell one property and I can exchange it for up to three properties. Okay. So just some things to keep in mind. And again, when you go to identify properties, it's always better to over identify. So if we're doing an exchange and I'm like, I know, Hey, this guy's probably going to exchange into four to five properties. I'll identify seven to eight properties because once they're on the sheet that you fill out, you can use any combination of those properties to close your exchange. But if they're not a, as a part of that identification process, then you lose the ability to do that. 
So um, again, you could identify 10 properties knowing full and well that you're going to only close on four to five of those at any given time. So anyways, hope that helps. Hope that provides some clarification on 1031 exchanges. Such a powerful tool as you're trying to keep the government out of your pocket. The other thing with doing a 1031 exchange is let's say, you know, you've got that $200,000 property that you've done an exchange on. You only paid a hundred grand on it. So you're keeping yourself one, you're keeping all that capital. You're being able to use all that that extra 100000 that would be subject to taxes. But the other thing is when you die and you pass that on to the next generation, they get to receive that property at, the, at a $200,000 value and that the taxable event for them is wiped out. So they won't have the same problem as you. They could turn around and sell that property right then and there and not pay any capital gains tax whatsoever on the property they receive what's called a step up in basis as that happens now like always i am not a tax professional so consult your tax professional i'm not giving you any type of investment advice i'm just giving you some knowledge that you can go verify and see how it can work for you get ready to pick my kids up hope you all have a great day go be great because nothing else pays